You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcast. Hello, hello. This is Miranda Phelps in the Chirp Studios with a local Chicago artist, Girl K., whose latest release, For Now, dropped last month. This album is an exquisite tribute to the intimacy which can be found in self-awareness and a living in the moment. You guys, Kathy, AJ, Kevin, and Alex, welcome to the studio. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for having us. Hi, (laughs) welcome. So you all have been getting quite a bit of airtime and press surrounding this release. Congratulations. How are you translating that into energy and momentum and moving forward? And I told them earlier that I was just I've just been trying not to freak out or or think about it too much because um, <laughs> I'm usually um, very like frantic and I like to just kind of like boom boom like keep it going don't want to like lose any momentum um, so it's like been really nice to sort of have all this like interviews and like being on radio stations because it makes me feel like okay don't need to worry about that like people are paying attention <laughs> I guess so it's great um, but it's also cool that like people want to like hear more about like what we're doing and the music very cool i'm also too i read paste magazine like top 15 artists to check out in chicago that is a very sweet roster of individuals as well other bands so congratulations on that very cool thank you very cool let's see here kathy i have a specific question for you so um, how did it translate to going being from a solo artist to having three new bandmates to kind of like help you know hustle and you know part of the process and navigate the process of creating what was that like for you well it was definitely like a very eye-opening like i had always wanted to have a band playing solo always makes me super anxious and i always just think like this is so boring like there's nothing special about this um and and having band members like really makes it feel like magic and makes the energy a lot crazier. So yeah, these guys were in another band called Bucks and and I was looking for bandmates. They reached out for me uh, reached out to me on Facebook and were like, Hey, we'll pull, we'll play for you and so I I told them to learn like two songs, three songs. Um yeah, two and songs. When I went over um, to our practice space, aka Alex's basement, um, <laughs> they like had that songs like down and and it it felt like a really nice fit. So a really easy transition with these fellows over here. <laughs> so guys, I think the question for you too: How was it sort of joining, you know, like Kathy and you all coming together and collaborating? What was that experience like for you? It, so we had been playing together for like a few years, like Kathy said, and um, we like knew her music pretty well going into it, and we had taken time to learn some of the songs. So, and we liked the music that we had heard because when we were playing with books, we played some shows with Kathy, you know, before we had joined the band even. So, it was like a pretty, um, it was a pretty seamless fit. It was a pretty easy transition. Like we had like one or two practices before our first show and you know it just ended up working out pretty quickly it was like a little stressful but it was also like invigorating just like hit the ground running type of thing like like the show 
the date of the show was the date of the show and so like the first practice was like like a just tutorial to see like can we get it and it it didn't all crash and burn so then then here we are today so (laughs) yeah it was also like a pretty exciting first show to play with kathy because it was um was Beach Bunny's EP release, right? Yeah. yeah. And and so it was a sold out show at the Sub T. So it was like really, I think it was one of the biggest shows that we played. Like it was bigger than any show that we played with books. Yeah. Definitely. So it was it was exciting to know that there was a lot of people there. And I think you know by the time we were playing the show, we were all like comfortable enough with the song. So and I think we pulled it off. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, you all are here, so yeah, you're, all, <laughs> yeah. you're doing well. You know. Yeah. Um, so, because I've I've read you know quite a bit about like the influential piece of Beach Bunny. Um, how was it? How was it performing performing with her and with them and and at the Sub T because that's a pretty stellar venue, kind of one of my favorites. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah, what was that like? It was actually one of my favorite venues too. Um, it I'd seen like so many shows there like beforehand, and I remember just I remember the first time we played at Sub T was a little bit before that, but. I was just, I was so stoked. I was like, I can't believe I'm like playing the same stage that I saw like this band play. And like when, when Lily had asked um, for Girl K to be on the bill, like I was just like, my heart was so full and I was so happy that um, we got to like share that moment with her. Um, and she let, let us be a part of like that special night for her. Like it was definitely magic in the air and I, I look up to Lily so much. So it was really such a... A good memory. So just kind of getting back to the process of how you all started integrating, coming together, was there essentially, because I know you only had like a few, like very few practices, minimal practices before the first show. Did you take any of, of the learnings or anything? Was there like a process of like trial and error, you know, when you guys were learning how to collaborate and work together and be on stage? Sort of. I mean, I think that we just had to kind of get a sense of, like how to play with Kathy. Like like I said, we had already been playing together, so we kind of understood how to play with each other, but it was more sort of like applying our style to her songs. And that's sort of how it's been, like anytime she shows us a new song, it's like, okay, she, she comes to us with like a basic idea and then we sort of fill in our parts, how we know how to fill them in. And then at the end of that process, it's sort of like a new thing that all of us kind of have a piece of. So I have to ask, as I'm, you know, for everyone at home, when I was walking uh, Girl K up the stairs, I heard something about conspiracy theories. So I, <laughs> I now have to ask the question, like, let's break it down. Let's talk about these conspiracy theories. Is this right, a real so. thing? Yes, let's do it. And go. All right. Think of your conspiracy theories, because I got mine. Um, I think it's, I think it's a really good one. And if anyone else tries to tell you it, they probably heard it from me because I've never heard it anywhere else. My <laughs> conspiracy theory is that ghosts are actually time travelers. So in the future, we have time machines and they don't want us to like alterate like history or like the past or anything. So <clears throat> when we travel in the back or in like the future, whatever, we're invisible. But like all technology, it has its glitches. 
So when like you see a ghost, it might actually be someone time traveling and like just glitching out and you see them for a second. Would you say that those would you say that those time travelers are within in between the fabric of the multiverse? Because that's what I think. I think that if they're traveling and we see them as ghosts, then they're stuck between dimensions, which is why they're all shimmery, you know? That's my personal interpretation. I guess, yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't okay. know. I don't know the science behind it. Look it only up. Do that, research. Only that I know it's fact at this point. So can't explain the, um, like, when things move yet. That could be another part of the glitch. But also, like, if you recall the movie Interstellar... <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Things things were moving in that movie because of like science. True. So you know things can move in the future in other dimensions and other um, time periods, right? This is very meta. Like, this is very meta. Do we have any other conspiracy theories that we would like to throw down on the table? I don't have anything that I've created. I don't, I don't believe you. Honestly, made I, was, I, was, I was gonna actually debunk Kathy, but I'll let it. Oh, okay. Zing. I just, I, just, I just don't see time travel as feasible due to energy and entropy. You can't, like, like with the heat and energy that we create, you can't, like, it was something that, like, my high school physics professor, like, went on a big tangent about of, like, hey, here's how time travel can't happen, and I was like, Wow, you got me good. Listen, <laughs> listen. Your physics teacher from high school is working for the government. True. He is working for the government. True. It is getting it is getting very serious I mean, here. Think about how like far technology has come in such like so long because it's hundreds and hundreds of years of progress. But in terms of like the lifespan of how long Earth has been around, like we've progressed in technology increasingly fast. So I my dad joked once that like Aliens are real because they made the iPhone in. <laughs> and the government just sat down with them and like made this tool. I believe so, it. Yeah, honestly. right? So I don't know. I think. I mean, know, aliens are real. Yeah, that's fact, but I'm just that's saying. That's totally, yeah. They invented the iPhone. Berenstein Bears, we can talk about that. Yeah. Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Wow. Okay, so thing. I opened yeah. Pandora's box <laughs> yeah. here. You guys are blowing my mind. like to ask the question like top three artists that are wearing out your turntable that maybe some people know about or don't know about but since there are four of you can you each give me an artist that's in heavily rotation right now i have like playlists that i make that like i i listen to but i mean if i'm being completely honest like something that i turn on just as like a default like if i'm leaving the house and i don't have time to like queue up anything like I just I just put on snail mail like I love snail mail but shout out to Varsity because I saw them last night and I was listening to them. Um, I was listening to the new Japanese house album yesterday, but otherwise I usually just listen to REM and like old favorites. So I was on like a huge Spirit of the Beehive binge for yeah I'm wearing, wearing the, the I'm wearing the shirt today, <laughs> um, for like months. I think that's kind of over. This last week I've been listening to this band called Date Stuff. It's a band that the lead singer of Floaty um, used to have this band called Date Stuff and they have like one album out on Spotify, or it's an EP I guess, on Spotify and 
When the weather changes, I just listen to stuff that makes me think of like, like I go nostalgic for what I was listening to at that time. So I listened to Wilco's The Whole Love album. Uh, my friend showed me uh, this album, Rumor and Sigh by Richard Thompson. And on repeat, I've been playing uh, Canary by Liz Fair. Some bougie choices. <laughs> Guys, I'm, yeah, okay, it's time to wrap it up, apparently. This is, wow. I'm ill-equipped. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, thank you so much for coming in to the studios. I'm here with, with Girl K. Uh, this is Miranda Phelps. You all, uh, best of luck. We will see you out in festivals and doing fun things and shows and awesome collaborations this summer, and we very much cannot wait. Oh, thank you so much for having us again. Thanks, Thanks guys. Well, I wake up in the morning. Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.